Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Baseball family, welcome to this week's episode where we're going to talk signings, then we're going to get into the Angels Mount Rushmore, and then we're going to talk about who belongs on the Mount Rushmore for the Angels right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Baseball family, welcome to another episode of our Baseball Together podcast. We're super excited to be here and we're super excited you're here. I'm Brig, and as per the mismostest usualist, I got the Brad Master <laughs> right here with me. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well, actually. I'm, I'm doing good today. How are you today, Brig? I am giddy, gleeful, and full of joy. So <laughs> good. I'm glad. None of that was hyperbolic. None. I actually do feel that way today, and that is a wonderful place to be. That is you truly try a it. wonderful place to be. Yeah, you should try it out. Uh, baseball family, we really are excited you're here. We have a slow week as far as current events go, but we were able to tease some things out of the news cycle for you that have happened in the last couple of days. And we are going to start with... The Angels as our theme for this week. Let's jump into Artie Moreno is now suddenly not selling the Angels. They released a statement, and Brad is really excited to have my live reaction. I did not read it prior to, so okay, I'm excited are to hear Are you ready for this break? Yes, sir. Okay, it says, during this process, it became clear that we have unfinished business and we feel we can make a positive impact on the future of the team and fan experience. Hold on. Okay. This offseason, we committed to a franchise record player payroll and still want to accomplish our goal of bringing a World Series champion championship back to our fans. We are excited about this next chapter of Angels Baseball. We are grateful to Galatio, I'm not sure what that is, sports partners, for their outstanding efforts throughout the process that allowed us to meet with a number of highly qualified individuals and groups who express strong interest in the club. However, Whoa. as discussions advanced and began to crystallize we realized our hearts remain with the angels and we are not ready to part ways with the fans players and our employees already moreno angels owner now brig what do you think about that okay i have a couple of thoughts okay first i want to poo poo the whole like we're paying everybody more than we've ever paid them it's like yeah get with the program and catch up to current times that's part one Okay. okay, part two is that it sounds an awful lot like this deal went sideways. Yeah. And everybody else pulled out <laughs> yeah, and they exactly. were like, how are we going to save face? Well, we've decided that we no longer want to do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> or my other thought was nobody wanted to pay That's what right. they were asking, right? Yeah, for <laughs> because, sure. Because they have a big fat contract, Mike Trout, that they cannot get out of, who no, has a back never, problem. Ever. They also have Shohei Otani, who is not looking like he's going to come back next year, who I no. feel like would be a big selling point for any ownership group. But he seems really seems like he wants out of there. So it's yeah. like, well, those two, it's kind of like, nah, not a good investment right now. And yeah. Rob Manfred did say that it's not a good idea to invest in baseball right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so 
front office style, like back end ownership talk. When we talk to Samson, he makes it clear every time that Major League Baseball wants to keep teams with their owners in those cities. He doesn't want any of those changes because it will further enable the expansion opportunities with all the different fees and everything that come with that. Relocating is expensive and time consuming and a horrible process. And so what we don't want to do is we I'm sure Rob is doing all he can in him and his cohort of owners to dissuade anyone from making any changes in the next three to five while they try and add a couple of different teams. Yeah, exactly right. You are spot on with that, Brig. I I think you're absolutely right. But <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was because I thought it was funny the whole time. And he's like, well, I think we should, I think we should sell. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if now's the time. Yeah. Not exactly a seller's market in baseball these days, but no, <laughs> especially with, like you said, or he, I mean, he said himself that they've committed a, a team record in payroll. Like, yeah. yes. Okay. Inflation team value. Right. <laughs> and also Hello. you've got Mike Trout, which is going to help you set a record pretty much anytime. Right. Yeah. But yeah, now is, now is not the time to sell maybe a couple of years, but I could see why he wanted to sell. Yeah. Oh but, Yeah. <laughs> absolutely makes sense no i just thought it was all so funny it's like mm, no you were not getting what you wanted and uh sorry or bro. i think you're right and they they fell apart it was pretty good let's though. hope let's hope that what happened that what didn't happen was that somebody found a skeleton in a closet and that there was some big ugly secret hiding that's let's hope that is not the case that there's some pay, pr bomb waiting to go off like we don't need well, that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how big of a PR bomb could be festering at Angel Stadium these days because of everything that went on with the Tyler Skaggs incident. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like I don't think there's anything more to that because there was a full investigation and people are doing jail time because of that. I don't think it's the Skaggs thing. I think that I'm just saying, like, I, I'm just hoping. You think like there the might be a cynical side of me that there's not something else buried yeah. deep under the concourse? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Mm. That they use to dip their chicken fingers in. Okay. <sighs> Hot steaming bowl of something nasty. All right, so the D-backs have named, they've made history once again. They've named Ronnie Godjownik. Say that five times fast. Ronnie Godjownik. and I will not. Thank you. Me neither. Uh, she has been named manager of the Hillsborough Hops at high A level. She's the first base coach, used to be the first base coach, of the Amarillo Sod Poodles, which is their double-A affiliate, the D-backs, back in last year, 22. And this is awesome. This is the first in the franchise history, obviously, but... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. I think cool. it's cool. Getting, yeah. getting more female managers into, or women managers into baseball. And yeah. I think it... I I mean, I think we say this every single time. It's great to have another perspective in the game. Totally it, is. It's a big deal. And I think that it should continue to happen because sometimes the best way to fix something is to, I don't want to say break it, but bring in somebody else. And Shake maybe it, it is breaking it somewhat. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't think it's, I don't think adding women to the mix is breaking anything. I think it's, well, I think it's breaking the trend. It's breaking the trend. There you go. Right? Mm -hmm. Love that. So congratulations to Ronnie. Let's move on. Twins trade Luis Arias to the Marlins for... Pablo Lopez. Yay. <laughs> That's such a crazy trade. <laughs> and I there were there was more involved in the 
details, but that was basically the That's highlight. That's the important part of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so Luis Arias was the the batting champ was the American League batting champion. And but then you yeah. go with Pablo Lopez. The one thing that's interesting is that Jewel sent this to me that um Pablo Lopez and I believe it was Marco Gonzalez, their last like since like August, they had identical numbers. He's like, Do you realize we get a batting like a batting champion for Marco Gonzalez? <laughs> sure what it seems like, isn't it? Yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I I don't know what happened there and how the Marlins pulled that off, but they seem to have come out the winner in that trade, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So the Marlins also have reported that Jazz Chisholm is going to be moving to the outfield. Yeah, and I think that's fascinating, personally, because uh, he he's an infielder through and through. He's been playing second base for for the Marlins. Been great yeah. there, an all star, upcoming yeah. superstar, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last time, off the top of my head, I can think of a second baseman who's moved to the center to center field. Like, granted, Mookie Betts has moved to right, right? Yeah, and he's been fantastic. So there's that there's that Not unprecedented yeah and i feel like jazz chisholm could is probably closer to mookie Betts than this other comparison i'm going to make is actually a player from the marlins it was d gordon now d strange gordon uh he he was playing second base for the marlins and when the mariners traded for him they moved they wanted to move him to center field because there's what is it? i don't know i don't know if it's necessarily a belief but it's kind of a understanding that if you're an athlete, you can play anywhere on a baseball field, right? Yeah, that's but I very don't feel like that's the case. I know we hear it all the time because, and, and I think that they say that center field in the big leagues is one of the hardest places to play because, I mean, first off, you, it's massive, it's enormous, it's huge. Yeah, right. A lot of stuff that I've read the last year or so because the Mariners had a rookie center fielder this last year was that. That is that is by far the hardest position to play in the outfield in the big leagues. It's hard to read the ball coming off the bat because of the grandstand. And if, in fact, in fact, when Julio was told that he was going to be on the opening day roster for the Mariners, Scott Service said, he said, do you think you can play center field in the big leagues? He goes, yeah, because I know there's some people doubting you. He's like, that's fine. He goes, do you think you can do it with a second level on that grandstand? And I think that's what makes it hard. Mm-hmm. Right, is that you lose the ball? Grandstand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we saw we saw D. Gordon lose the ball a lot in center field yeah. in Seattle. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, I don't know though, and maybe that's why Mookie Betts plays right field. Maybe maybe it is because but not, they say hard to center field. They always talk about the read and the jump, and you know, getting it right off the bat and seeing it, and and being able to anticipate where it's going to be so that you can get yourself there. And that all of that has got to do with being unable to really track the ball the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. Like even Paul O'Neill, Paul O'Neill, who played right field, right? He was it's so interesting to hear him talk all the time about especially Harrison Bader and how successful he's been. And he just applauds Bader constantly. Bader's a great center fielder. Yeah, he really is. And to hear a guy who's a terrific historical outfielder just tip his cap over and over and over again to a guy who plays center field. There must be something there. Yeah. 
And I played some center field growing up, but I don't think enough on the big field to know. Especially, yeah. I mean, there definitely wasn't a second level to the grandstand. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I don't, I don't know that I have enough experience on that part to be able to speak to it. But yeah, That's there's got to be too. something to it because because Fernando Tatis couldn't make the the transition smooth either. Mm-mm. No. So no, but what's know. interesting is Aaron Judge does move over to center field and actually would prefer to be there. And maybe it's maybe he's a nat- maybe it's guys are natural outfielders, right? I don't know. You know I, don't I have know. no idea. Not sure. It's fascinating. Maybe we need to get uh, Jim Edmonds back on here to talk about it. Yeah, he would know. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Be, I mean, uh, all right, now listen, Jim. <laughs> Let's just talk today about playing center field. Hang on, we have some yeah. questions. Baseball family, if you have questions, let us know. We'll call Jim and see if we can get it back on. <laughs> yeah, we'll back if on. not, we could just Q and A him and see if he'll uh, issue us some answers to our questions. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be. Couple more signings. Uh, out of nowhere, the Royals decided to pick up a Roldis Chapman. I mean, this was literally—I was like, "What?" <laughs> it doesn't I was fit so there. Like, I don't know though. They had um, who was it? Who was the dude who was always picking fights with uh, when he was with the Reds? And he was with—I think he was with the the Royals this last year. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Mm, I don't know. I. I, I know what you're saying, but I don't know who it is. Um, um, yeah, it was uh, Amir Garrett. Garrett. That's yeah, what he, it was. Yeah, he, he's with the Royals. I'm like, maybe they want like a little bit more attitude. Maybe. That's <laughs> what they're going like, for. Like if they could get Yasiel Puig, they probably would. And oh, maybe, maybe? That's where, maybe that's where Trevor Bauer signs. Oh, Are they going to be the Raiders, the 70s and 80s Raiders of Major League the- Baseball? That'd be something. What if they do? I don't know if they'd win, but what if they do an entire image shift and they bring back some George Brett style fire and they just, oh, okay. Now that's exciting to think about. That would be, then that would be fun too. Yeah. Give us your misfits. A team that that you could really hate for a lot of reasons. Yeah. 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 No, that would be, that'd be, that'd be like a major league in real life. It would be. And it's like it's like you're not coming to watch us because we're gonna win. You're gonna come watch because there's gonna be a fight. And we're fun. there's gonna be something going on. <laughs> we got attitudinal <laughs> problems. Yeah. Cause I don't think there's ever been a baseball team like that. Cause there is the bad boy Pistons. And like you said, the Raiders. Yeah, and the Raiders. Hockey teams, I feel like that's just like what hockey is. But right. <laughs> I don't watch hockey. But anyway, but no, like I don't feel like there's ever been a baseball team like that. No, that were just a bunch of baddies that had attitude problems. Probably Ty Cobb, he probably carried enough of that for the whole Tigers team when he was doing it. But that's probably, that's, I don't know what else to say. I think, that, I think that's as close as you get, and that was, what, 100 years ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly 100 years ago. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, moving on. The Mariners, Brad, I want your opinion on this. The Mariners have signed Tommy LaStella. Ready to go. It's, I don't have a problem with it. It's fine. Um, I think he's a, this is the thing, is that when he was in Anaheim, when he's playing for the Angels, he was a starting second baseman. Yeah. I believe is where he was playing. If you have Tommy LaStella come off the bench for you, you've got a pretty good situation ahead of him. And that's, that's the way I see it, is that I look at him as a serviceable backup 
a guy who can step in and fill the gap as needed, but yeah. I do not want him as a starter, and he's not going to be. That's what I was asking. Yeah, I wanted to know, if, like, is this a pinch hit, pinch run situation? Is he even an effective pinch runner? I don't think so. Maybe maybe he so would be either. a pinch hitter just to, like, on, like, a Thursday night to get in there and get some reps, you know? Yeah. Can he drag a bunt? Do we even know these answers? <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody drag a bunt these days? Yeah, Kyle Schwarber. No, I was most excited about this though because I was like, now we can get my daughter Stella a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make it happen now. <laughs> Finally, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. That's, That's awesome. what I'm most excited about with Tommy the Stella coming to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it'll <laughs> on the back of Stella's T-shirt. It'll stay the Stella, and that's exactly. Just... That's yep. unbelievable. Adam Duvall signs with the Red Sox. One year, $7 million. Nobody cares. Moving on. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Do you care? I don't. I actually don't think this is new. Really, I thought bad. it was interesting. I thought it was Why? interesting. Why? I don't know, Brig. Just because, probably just because he was part of the World Series Braves team a couple years ago. And right. he was one of the guys who was like a significant piece. And now I... <laughs> The Red Sox, it's okay. So you've talked about how Brian Cashman likes to collect baseball cards. Totally. I think the Red Sox have started to take that same approach okay. because they're just like, this guy was on a winning team. This guy was on a winning team. <laughs> this guy was good over here. Let's this, see. Like just bringing all these guys yeah. in. Like I saw that uh, Tapia for, he played for the Blue Jays last year. He's just signed a minor league deal with them today, yeah. which I think is interesting. It's a minor league deal. but And this one's one year. I'm like, yeah. What's going yeah, on? I don't know what Heim Bloom is doing over there. <laughs> well done, Brad. <laughs> so weird. Congratulations on that pronunciation. That was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, this one, though, is really interesting. Nelly Cruz, Nelson Cruz has signed with the Padres on a one year deal, $1 million. That cat is 42 years old and still pulling the ball. It's so fun because he, what did he bat? 239 last year? 234. He led the team with six. RBIs, which <laughs> it's like what? I think it says a lot Ramirez? about the Nats, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Walgreens mm. Nationals last year. Yeah, but it's leading it's, the team with sixty-four ribbies. Okay, yeah. that's true. The, the leading the team stats, but he still <laughs> batted two thirty-four against the rest of the league's pitching, right? So, and in in these past couple of years, where batting average has just been historically low, I feel like it's just. Not that bad an average. It's a and it's he, a serviceable performance. Yeah. What did he hit? That's what they're gonna pay him know. to do. What did he hit? Twenty something home runs last year. I'll look. I'll like check fifteen real or quick. twenty. It was Why don't you tell us about the rest of Nelly Cruz and filibuster while I look this up? Okay. Because there's so some interesting information that Briggs found out while we we're looking. Yeah. At this. The cool thing, uh, not I mean, we're glad he continues to play baseball and represent the old fogies that can somehow still do it. It's awesome, and the Universal DH is a great reason to celebrate for Nelly Cruz, but he's been named the general manager of the Dominican Republic team for this year's world baseball classic. It's super exciting because it's the first time a player has ever been named the general manager of a world baseball classic team while being an active player in major league baseball. Boom. That's awesome. So Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz hit. So first off he played in, 124 games last year. Okay. Give me the over under. What do you think? Over under 16 home runs last year. I think 124 games. Uh, over. Under. Was it 15? 10. Oh, 10 home runs. (laughs) 
I chose uh, 16 because it felt yeah. like a reasonable number, but that was reasonable. He hit 10 home runs last year. Well, especially when I came in hot at 20. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you're welcome. You have suddenly you have doubled the home runs. And he slugged 337. He hit 234 and slugged 337. Well, 651 OPS. There you go. What's his That's on cool. base percentage? 313. Okay. Interesting. He's a strikeout yeah. guy. That's great. Big time. 119 strikeouts. There you go. Uh, <laughs> 49 walks was all. No. Mm. Yeah, 49 walks. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? He was take never it. caught stealing. I'll take it. There you go. It's four for four on stolen bases. Big time leadership, though. I mean, he's... he's yeah, I, big time. I've never heard any clubhouse issues with him. Have you? Other than a steroid getting popped right. roids with the Orioles. Yeah. But even then, though, like nobody has a problem with him. It's odd, isn't it? Like the, everybody loves that guy. Like when he yeah. was in Seattle, everybody loved him. Yeah. So, yeah, big time clubhouse guy. Super interesting. Sure. Okay. Uh, last couple of things is Mike Trout says his back is pain free. Big old fat air quotes on that. I don't know anybody who sustained a back injury and has reported being pain free ever in its wake but i'm yeah. really excited about the possibility like right this, if it's true that's this could be amazing well and this is my thing is he says that he's been pain free for four months he said that he had some pain when he first came back off the off the il sure of course right but let's see we're in january yeah uh december november october so he says he's been pain free since september was that the end of september because we're Probably. at the end of January. Let's go ahead and give him They that. stopped playing the beginning of October. And when exactly did Mike Trout stop playing during the season? May. Well, no, because he came. I'm, no, what I'm saying is that he came back <laughs> and he said it bothered him. So yeah. then did he stop playing the end of September? Did he not play in October? And then he's know. like, oh, my back feels fine now. It's like your back feels huh. fine because you're not playing baseball. Like maybe right. you're lifting some weights. Maybe you're throwing. You're doing some hitting but you're not going through the everyday rigors of baseball right now. Right. I, so, that's why I'm not buying it. I don't mean either. I'm not buying the pain free thing. Now, if he were to say, yeah, it hurts, but I'm good. That's different. That is different. Don't sugarcoat it. Right. Don't try and sell me a pile. Cause I know it's a pile. All right. right. But if you want to be a hero, that's fine. But be an honest hero. That's all I'm asking you to do. Don't lie to me and tell me it doesn't hurt. Cause that's not true. But say, yes, I still got some stuff I'm dealing with. I'm working on it. And also, I'm here to play. There you yeah, go. I'll, yeah, I'll be ready at spring training. Yeah, that's all you yeah. got to say, man. Don't have to sugarcoat it for us. Anyway, we'll see how that turns out. We Let me be absolutely clear. We wish Mike Trout nothing but the best. Right. I just want to yeah. just shoot it straight. That's all I'm asking. Okay, for sure. last thing before we take a break, and we're going to get more into the Angels, is spring training. Is 24 days away, ladies and gentlemen. 24 days. Oh! So excited. Brig, you're going to be here in like six weeks. I know. So pumped, man. <laughs> For the World Baseball Classic. Oh my yeah. God. Can't even wait. I already got my plane tickets. It is happening. It mm. is happening. We're very excited. All, All right, right baseball fans, we'll take a quick break. Yeah, and we'll come back. We're talk about the Angels, Mount Rushmore.
Welcome back, baseball family. So like Brig teased us with, we're talking about the Angels, um, at one point known as the California Angels, also known as the Al- 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 Alaham Anaheim <laughs> Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Currently known, and also at one point known as the LA Angels of Anaheim. Currently have the, the LA Angels. Man, it's such a mouthful. I don't know why it's, it's so hard. Incredible. Because hard. Anaheim Angels flows, and that's the way it should be. But anyway, Brick, do you want to do you want to tell us about the history of these angels? Yeah. So it was a franchise option in 1961 is when they came into the league. So they have not been around very long. It's 62 years total as of right now. In that time, they have a win-loss percentage, 4,885 wins, 4,927 losses, putting them at a 498 win-loss percentage. They've had 10 playoff appearances, one pennant, one World Series victory. That was 2002. And uh, we are going to talk about the... We're going to talk about the people we think deserve to be on the all-time Angels ever list, ever, of all the evers. Okay, before we do that, Brig, though, I have the origin of the team, of the team name. Okay. Okay, so this is from teamnameorigin.com. I'm just going to read it to you because it's, I don't know. Anyway, the Los Los Angeles was awarded an American League franchise in 1961. Gene Autry bought the rights to the new team as well as the Angels' name, which was previously owned by Walter O'Malley, a previous Dodger owner. Ooh. Why Walt had the rights to the Angels' name is beyond me, but why I get, but why not? I guess I'm sure Gene paid a pretty penny for it. And that's the thing that's always been interesting to me is like, why not name a team the Angels in Southern California? Yeah, because totally. For those of you who don't speak Spanish at all, Los Angeles means the Angels. So mm-hmm. it said the team started as, and this is something that I have always thought was interesting and a little bit more relevant for what we have today with the team name the team started as the los angeles angels ah correct but they quickly changed to the california angels uh when they moved to anaheim in 1966 uh so that was just you know five years as the la angels once the walt disney company took ownership in 1996 they went then they changed the anaheim angels and then there's a new ownership group currently with Artie moreno in 2005 again changed to the los angeles angels of anaheim uh, as we've talked about before, again, because it's all ridiculous, just on, like only to tap into the LA market. So that's it. They're leased with the city of Anaheim at the time, binded them to having this the city name in their name, hence the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And the coolers head, and then it says cooler heads prevailed in 2015, which allowed them to drop the Anaheim part so they could simply be known as the Los Angeles Angels. And there was much rejoicing. Those are not my words. <laughs> That's what it says on the page. It says that on the I thought I was you. <laughs> the world and needs all you to good in the world that. again, is what it says. <laughs> oh, that was great. So good. All right, Brig, go ahead and lead us off uh, with your first with your first guy. Hey. All right, I'm gonna lead us off. My first guy that I d- d- think deserves to be on the Angels Mount Rushmore list. Has a career war of 82.4. He's been a three-time MVP, 10-time All-Star, two-time All-Star MVP. He's won a defensive title and a Defensive Player of the Year award, Rookie of the Year, nine Silver Sluggers. He has been the Major League Player of the Year as well. He throws right. He bats right. He's 6'2", 235 pounds, and is the current center fielder for the Anaheim Angels, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. I have Mike Trout on my list as well. Yeah. 
Let's get it out of the way, I say. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I I don't think there's anybody really in the history of the franchise who's more deserving than Mike Trout. Zero. There are zero people more deserving than Mike Trout. Especially since he's going to finish his career there. Um, he, I don't know that he necessarily deserves to be middle with his face prominent because I have, I have somebody who deserves that spot instead. Okay. But, and you know, if Mike Trout makes it to the world series, he doesn't have to win it. He just has to make it to the world series. Cause the, the franchise only has one appearance. Yes. They won then. Yeah. But if he gets the team, another friend, another world series appearance. appearance yeah. Lights out. hundred percent lights out. He spent 12 years with the organization. That's his entire career. He's been there. He's going to finish it out there, which was, mm-hmm. I know, a, a, it's a difficult financial position for the franchise, but it's a terrific branding and marketing perspective or uh, approach. The problem is they, they've just, he needs an image coach. He needs a PR support team or something. He released something the other day. I sent it to Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there was doing a giveaway, right? <laughs> yeah, and he was you could tell he was reading it, and that was all the life he brought to the party. And the rest of it was just so dull and boring. And I thought, Mike, 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 <laughs> you could be so much Mike. And I, I get it. He doesn't want to be. Clearly, he's had opportunities. He's made it very clear through through apathy, if nothing else, that he doesn't want to be the head honcho, king poo, you know, face of everything. Well, fine. He doesn't have to be. I'm just saying he could be. And this and this is one thing that I've thought about too is that like and major maybe major league baseball is like he doesn't want to talk, he's not necessarily great at public speaking. We don't want him to. You can put him in front of a camera, he never has to speak a word. It's true. Because he it's is so, so recognizable among baseball fans, and and just having him be recognizable among non-baseball fans would be an absolute game changer. Because Absolutely. non-baseball fans have no idea who Mike Trout is. But everybody knows who Aaron Judge is, just by contrast. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Uh, and I'm sure Trout's Ken fine Tatis Jr., but, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I, I maintain Major League Baseball is missing out on a massive opportunity by working with PlayStation to paint Mike Trout with white paint with red stripes and calling him the God of War. 100%. Has been for a very long time. But. Yeah, you've been making that point for years. <laughs> With like an eighty-two point four career WAR, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It's insane. <laughs> and I know WAR isn't everything, but my goodness, does it go a long way in explaining, you know, telling the whole story? So yeah. anyway, yeah. All right, Brad. I feel we like, crossed I feel over like that's on that. that one. My last thing with with Mike Trout, I feel like he is like the poster child of WAR. For sure. But he's like the reason that stat is 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 popular and mainstreamed <laughs> and people understand what it means. Like just look at Mike Trout. That's like the definition of war. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that he's a problem. Yeah, he's a problem. That's a, and when he's not there, that's a problem. Exactly. Either way, it's a problem. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. I will go with my so Mike Trout was gonna be one of my first two. I'll go with my other one that I was gonna do in this part of the okay. segment. Uh, this guy was born in the Dominican Republic, Ooh. February the 9th, 1975. That's why Mel and I were actually married on February 9th, because this is her favorite player. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah, that's I thought so. He was born He was born on February 9th, but that's not why we were married that day. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah. 
Hall of Famer, MVP, nine-time All-Star, home run derby champion, eight-time silver slugger. Um, Vlad Guerrero goes down in history as the best bad ball hitter to ever play baseball. Oh, that's the truth. The dude was hitting curveballs that were bouncing off the ground in front of home plate. Like, you don't <laughs> see it. Yeah. You don't see it. Ichiro was a great hitter. Great hitter, one of the greatest all time, but he he could not hit bad balls the way that Vlad could because he was leaning out of the box as a lefty. Yeah, but man, Vlad stuck in there and he was dead. He was committed to those pitches and he could make the adjustments. Yeah, and I don't feel like that that's the part that he gets the credit for is being able to adjust that quick his body and his swing and still put solid contact in the ball. Come on now, true man, Unreal. it's true. That's a good point. And when you look at his swing and his stance, it's so it's just beautiful. You can tell with his elbows up so high that he's just waiting to scoop up anything. He looks like a vacuum. <laughs> his position, he's just great. Anyway, and he does. He hit every everything. Yeah, absolutely. And and he was and he was one of those guys who I mean speaking of being a problem he's one of those guys you knew every time he come, came up to the plate it was going to be a problem for you especially late in the game that as a Mariners fan watching him with the Angels it's just like dude just like can you like not for once yeah you know yeah so yeah he's going to he's going to go down as an all-time angel and I feel like he definitely deserves to be on on the uh, the Mount Rushmore there I think you're right I like that pick how many do you Thanks. have left I have two more Okay, I have three, so let me go one more time, and then we'll yeah, take go a break, ahead. okay? All right. My my next guy did not spend his entire career in Anaheim. Okay, that's my first caveat. Because I, I really like doing that if I can, but I just can't with the – not enough – nobody stayed in Anaheim enough that's to I didn't say that, do it. That yeah. nobody had very long careers. They're like, Vlad was there for like eight years, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, this guy was there for, let me count, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight years in Anaheim as well. Anyway, career war, 81.3, my friend, 81.3, also a massive problem. Eight-time All-Star, two-time ERA title, 1969 World Series, but not with the Angels. He is in the Hall of Fame. He earned the nickname the Ryan Express in an Angels hat. I got to give it to Nolan Ryan. I have to. I feel like it's valid too. Um, because there were two teams that he had the most success with. It was the mm-hmm. Angels and I believe the Astros, right? Was yeah. the other team that he had much of his success with? Yeah. So I, th- I think it makes absolute sense. I, I didn't include Nolan Ryan. Yeah. But I think mostly just because I feel like he deserves to be on the Astros Mount Rushmore more than he would be on the angels or even the rangers i was gonna say the rangers as well but i i thought i think i put him on both of those mount rushmores already anyway he's going up on three for me sorry (laughs) nolan ryan i'm a huge nolan ryan junkie for those of you that don't know about pop fly pop shop um i will show you after the break i'll pull it out and i'll show you exactly what the ryan express is a big deal for me he was a five-time all-star in anaheim and uh, it was in Cy Young voting the whole time he was there, and just terrific. We couldn't say enough good things about Nolan Ryan. I shouldn't have to. If you don't know who Nolan Ryan is before now, so if you're new to baseball or new to the history of baseball, then you really need to go look up Nolan Ryan and his career statistics 
to understand how dominant he was compared to not only his contemporaries, but absolutely blowing current pitching out of the water in just about every statistical category. So it's really, he's an important character to note. So here's a couple of interesting things with Nolan Ryan. He holds the record for the lowest hits per nine ever yeah. over his career. 6.6 hits per nine, which is enormous because he threw so many no hitters. That yeah. That's that's why he's there. Um, but it is, I've always thought it's interesting. He never won a Cy Young Award. Right. Right. Um, Bonkers. But then he's, but then he's also kind of like, got a uh, got a Cy Young thing going here, right? Cy Young is known as the winningest pitcher ever. He's got more wins than everybody, but he's also got more losses than anybody. Correct. Nolan Ryan, a true to power pitching form, has more strikeouts than anybody in the history of baseball, 5,714, 5, but he's also got more walks than anybody, 2,795. Wow. Kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing, but also, the, like I said, the power pitching thing that there was a while in his career where he really struggled with his control. There was... One, two, three, four, five, six years where he led the league in both strikeouts and walks. Yeah, right, exactly. But he also, um, uh, he has a career ERA of 3.19, which is admirable over the career of 27 years. That's the thing that's craziest to me. (laughs) It's not like he had a 3.19 over 12. Right. Which, which would be normal, right? For those mm-hmm. of you trying to calibrate that at home, a 12-year career would be reasonable in today's age. He pitched for 27 years. Yeah. Like, and he has a career war or ERA I remember of 3.19. When I found out that he, that he was a rookie in 1966 and I got to watch him as a kid in the 90s, yeah. like <laughs> that, that blew my mind. It's like, wait, what? Uh-uh. <laughs> Couldn't Nolan wrap my Ryan, head around it. Nolan Ryan threw four no hitters in a in the Angels uniform, just for the Angels, just for the Angels. Yeah, yep. Four. Okay, put it put him on the mountain, Brad. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Brad's going to tell us more about his opinions. Welcome back, baseball family. We're talking about the Angels Mount Rushmore. For those of you Angels fans out there, we really need to know, are we way off the mark here, or do you agree with us? Because we're pretty sure we're right. But we have a mailbag where you can come at us if you want to. <laughs> you can all, It happens all the time. You can also drop stuff in the, descript- or in the comments box on YouTube if you're watching here or on Instagram or whatever. Uh, TikTok, wherever you find us, and let us know what you think uh, for the angels uh, mount rushmore but so i'm gonna go first or brad's gonna go first and then i'm gonna do two unless we overlap somehow which is entirely possible and then brad wants to go last so we've kind of switched up the back and forth on us a little bit brad has a special request he wants to be the one to go last so uh go ahead brad give me one of yours and let's see if we overlap okay so i have two left my first one might be somewhat controversial i don't know um but this is a player who has only been in the league for but a few years and you knew yes. i was going here right oh yeah right he's got five years under his belt but he's already got an mvp rookie of the year two-time all-star silver slugger major league player of the year shohei otani i don't know how you can't like he could leave after this year and he would still belong on the angels mount rushmore 
because of what he did in an Angels uniform to make them nationally relevant when their best player and one of the best players in the league, like we talked about, was not marketable. Absolutely. And everybody knows who Shohei Otani is because everything he's doing, the only benchmark we have for it was Babe Ruth, and he's doing it better. He is doing it better. He has a career war of 24.8 already just in a handful of years. Mm-hmm. He has led the league in all sorts of statistics as a pitcher and at the plate. And doing both of those together is just unprecedented, which is why I also put him on my list, Mr. Brad. Very good. Excellent. As he yeah. should be. And the thing that's funny is like we can't talk about him for very long just because he hasn't had that long of a career yet. But every time he steps out on the field, there's a chance for history to be made. I mean, there's always a chance for history history to be made. But it's literally like nobody has ever done what he has done before. Nobody yeah. has ever struck out 16 batters and hit three home runs in a game. But I'm sure that Shohei Otani is going to do it. Oh, yeah. If anybody, right? He's the only one yeah. that could. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the only one who could do it. Yeah. And I think he's going to do it at some point. I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, since we agreed on that one, and since I had two slots left, I'm going to go ahead and throw my honorable mention out here before I do my official fourth pick. Is that cool? That's cool. Go ahead. Okay, my honorable mention edged out narrowly by a couple of these other names, but my honorable mention was also a rookie of the year, also spent 12 years or 14 years in the league entirely in an Angels uniform. Um, 2002 World Series. He led the team to the 2002 World Series and that is an enormous part of why he gets uh, as much consideration. Career war, 40.5. Right field, uh, Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon yeah. is, it, it, honestly, if it wasn't for Shohei Otani, he would be easily on this list. Yeah. Um, so he was one of my honorable mentions. He was like my sixth guy. But for yeah. like for me, though, it was like, like I said before, I was a big Tim Salmon fan. I wasn't an Angels fan, but I liked Tim Salmon because I was familiar with him. And he, yeah. there are guys who you associate with different uniforms. He's the one I associate with the Angels, at least yeah. until recently, right? Yeah. So I think that's a solid. I think that's a solid honorable mention, Brig. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Um. Okay. I forget that I get to go again. This is so fun. Um, my next guy also has spent 19 years in an Angels uniform. As a manager. Yeah. Oh, what a guess. Yeah. How did you get there? Wow. Can't think of anybody else who's been with that team for that long. Exactly. World Series manager, two-time manager of the year. He brought them their pennant that they have. And it's Mike Shosha. Sosha. You just can't talk about the Angels' history without talking about him. He began his managerial career in Anaheim in the year 2000. He was relieved of his position in 2018 at the end of that season. Was midway through the season or at the end of that season? Um, I don't remember. I think it was at the end because they won and lost 80 and 82 games. So it was at the end of the season. season. Anyway, he is not only the longest tenured manager in the history, but he's Obviously, the winningest manager, his personal win-loss percentage is uh, 536 overall, and a team that has a below 500 win-loss percentage overall 
that is a big part of why he belongs on this list. You can't talk about the Angels history without talking about Mike. You just can't. Right. I absolutely agree with you. Um, and the whole time he was there, the Angels were, well, I don't want to say the whole time because those last couple of years kind of got brutal. But for most of the time, the Angels were a formidable contender in yeah. the AL West. That yeah. he kept them competitive for just about the entire the entire time he was there, even at, even though like they obviously peaked in year three, they yeah, were a sure. problem for the AL West for most of the time he was there. They had a below five hundred record with him there one, two, three barely, four, five, six, seven times if you count the last three seasons that were pretty rough, which we've talked about, but. Um, out of just, 19 those are just years, barely too. Yeah, out of 19 years, he was at mm-hmm. or around 500 or uh, above or at 500. It's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was another uh, <laughs> fixture for my wife with Angel. She's like, I love Papa Sosha. Yeah. <laughs> she loved yeah. Mike Sosha. Right, so right, rightly so. Rightly so. Yeah. Brought the team yeah. any winning hopes at all. Yeah. So there you go. I, I think he deserves to be off to the right or left hand side of the Mount Rushmore. Anyway, excellent. All right, Brad. The world awaits, my friend. Which controversial okay. pick are you going to swing at us? All right. So um, <laughs> this has been this thing has been around for a long time. Okay. Iconic around the league, the nation. Okay taking the whole thing by storm, made its first appearance in the 2002 World Series run. Okay. I submit that the World Series MVP of 2002 was not Troy Gloss, but instead was my fourth nomination for the Mount Rushmore for the Angels. It's the Rally Monkey. (laughs) (laughs) the angels would not have won the world series if it was not for the rally monkey the rally monkey persists 20 years later and brig you can buy a rally monkey i know for sure at every cactus league team store at least you could two years ago when we bought one oh no (laughs) because wilson had to have it had to oh, have the rally man. monkey. I was like, ah, it's fine. We'll get one. But for a while, you saw rally monkeys all over the entire league with every mm-hmm. uniform on. And it started in Anaheim. Yeah. And they still play the rally monkey on the Jumbotron in Anaheim. Bro, you're right. I would. I did not <laughs> see that coming. That <laughs> was wholly unexpected. <laughs> and you were like, you were waiting. Like oh. Leaning into the screen on that one. I was, yeah, I was like, <laughs> don't say the bullpen cart or some no. dumb thing. And then you did. <laughs> I was imagining a bullpen cart with the baseball bats holding up the half shell. Like, I was like, how are you going to carve that into the mountainside? <laughs> no, Rally Monkey. The Rally it's Monkey way is my better. fourth spot. It's way better. <laughs> and, I, and I actually feel like the Rally Monkey deserves to be middle- and prominent <laughs> because if it had not been for the rally monkey the angels don't have a world series title they're all for one in the world series instead they're one oh, and in the world series oh my gosh dude that You're is welcome. so good You're welcome. <laughs> well okay 
Okay, uh, baseball family, tell us what you think about the rally monkey. You can drop it in the comments. You can hit us up on the mailbag at baseballtogether.com. And don't forget, February 1st is the last day that you can jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. That is mere days away, talking seven of them. Well, six now. So don't screw this up. If you want to go buy something, go do it now. Chances are running away fast. As fast True. as the rally monkey thought, we thought the rally monkey would run. The away. rally monkey persists, <laughs> but our shop does not. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It'll be remodeled. Um, It'll be back in a different form, but for, for now, sure. it's going away. <laughs> but in the meantime, Brig, yeah. if you don't hop on the shop in time, there is a link to Fanatics. We are officially an affiliate partner with Fanatics. And we are very happy to be so you can hop, you can hit the link down in the description, buy anything on the store, and it helps out the podcast. So you can get right. yourself a Diamondbacks hat. You can get an Expos hat like what Brig has. Yeah, for sure. Fantastical. Boom. Amazing. Or just go buy your own team stuff. Get ready for spring training. Get ready for the season, whatever it is. Just make sure you go through that link and you will support the show so very much. And we appreciate your support. All that you don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, Drop us a comment on YouTube. Give us a sub so you don't miss anything. And Baseball Family, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.